Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Winchester and I want to welcome you to the first ever international business and finance podcast. So a bit about me, I'm in my final year of accounting and finance at the University of West England in Bristol. During my time here, I've really become fascinated in the subject and uh, for a number of years I was the treasurer of the Investing Society. We were doing things like Brexit debates, meeting the CFO, talking about investments and during that time I met some really inspiring people from all over the world both in and out of the subject. So I was thinking during our second lockdown here in England, it'd be great to create some sort of show where I could have them on, giving students and young professionals a real insight into what they do and why they like the subject. So as time goes on, I'm hopefully going to have some really good guests on. So I'm going to have my good friend Michael, who was Young Entrepreneur of the Year in Canada, and he was even on Dragon's Den, which is Shark Tank if you're in America, and he's just done some crazy things. He's making his own social media. He has a robot that tunes a guitar. It's crazy. Um, another good friend from school, Tony Duchars, uh, he was almost in the Olympics, and then he turned that into something else positive and became a really successful entrepreneur, and now he's a programmer, so he's done a bit of everything. Um, also going to have my friend Daichi, who lives in Tokyo and works for IBM. So it's not going to be rigidly accounting and finance. That's going to be the focus. But anyone really that's interesting in the business world will be welcomed on and it should be really good for everyone. OK, so just before we get started here, I just wanted to give some credit out. So thank you so much to Michael for inspiring me to do this, really. I never would have thought about doing it on my own, but it just seemed like a great idea. Thank you to Harry Jones for making the music for this. I went to school with him, he's one of my oldest friends, and he was the guy that in year seven knew like 10 programming languages, while there was me in IT playing like Bloons Tower Defense. <laughs> he's now a software engineer as well, so hopefully he'll come on one day soon. And thank you to Kat Hartman. I lived with her for about four years. She designed all the logo and graphics for the podcast, and her talent is just simply amazing. You've got to look her up on Instagram, Kat Hartman Design. I'll put that in the description. You'll be blown away. She is so talented. Okay, so without further ado, let's start the first episode. So today we've got on my longtime friend and housemate, Saman Asmude. So we both started the course at the same time and became quite close quite quickly. And we were both in the investing society together. So I've got a lot of respect for Sam. He'd never really left Bristol wasn't the most independent person in the world, and then just straight up stopped everything, moved to Bologna, Italy, and studied finance there for a year. So he'll tell us a bit about those experiences and how you can do it as well. It's going to be a really interesting episode, especially because this past year was one of the most tumultuous years ever to study abroad. So it'll be really fascinating to hear about his challenges and how he overcame them. So welcome, Sam. Sam, thanks so much for coming on. Hello. How are you, sir? Good, yeah, just been you know, studying and all that, you know, year three, it's tough. It's very tough, yeah, isn't it? Especially during a lockdown. Yeah, much more work here. But yeah, you ready to record a podcast? We've got our teas here, very British. Yeah, yeah indeed, yes. <laughs> Alright, so shall we start with a bit about your background? Where are you from originally? Well, I'm, I'm from England, but my parents are both Persian and kind of came from like west southern western Iran which is kind of very nice and we came here we went to we moved to Sicily for a bit and then we came Sicily here. Italy yeah okay that explains a lot then that, that, that's why I chose Italy because it's kind of you know it's been years since I've been there but yeah okay yeah interesting and uh, why did you choose UE so 
Is it just because it's local or? Not local, just that the course, when I first chose it, back then, it had a lot of accreditations compared to my other option was University of Essex. Mm-hmm. University of Leicester was an option, but the accreditation was way too low and it wasn't really... You mean the professional exemptions? Yeah. yeah. So okay. it wasn't, it had maximum, UWE had maximum exemptions, while some others didn't have those maximum mm-hmm. exemptions. So it was kind of, if I want to do professional qualification later on in life, why not, you know? Yeah, very sensible. Um, at the meeting the other day, there's different courses now. There's accounting, finance, and accounting and finance. And the only ones to get full exemptions, like what we're going to have, is pure accounting. So we're quite lucky, then, isn't it? Because we're doing accounting and finance, but still get all the exemptions. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I saw that as well, actually. Um, it's so weird, because when I look back, you know, the accounting and just accounting and finance course, Separately, it's too rigid, isn't it? You want how can you specialize exactly? So, but accounting finance is more broad, yeah, more you know, you can yeah. specialize in both, but like, you can do anything with it, yeah. And I was surprised at the amount of there wasn't barely any exemptions in one of them, and now it's the opposite. There's more, it's baffling, really. We've only been there four years, and from then until now, everything's changed so much, it has changed so much. Yeah, the courses even have changed as well, which is crazy. Yeah. First year courses seem to be much. Still the same great lecturers, though, for the most part. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's kind of, we were lucky that we kind of involved in that year. Yeah, I tell you, that when I was on robotics, it's a struggle. Then coming to accounting, amazing change. The lecturers were so much more helpful. Definitely, yeah. And then why accounting and finance for you, Sam? Um, so I chose accounting and finance because before, in secondary school, in A-levels, it was mostly kind of business studies and kind of all these businessy subjects. Mm-hmm. And I did math, so kind of... I'm not saying it was kind of an escape. <laughs> so you were always a numbers man and always did business, basically. Yeah, but yeah mostly business. So the, the, one of the other courses that like doesn't really you know fit my personality. I mean, it doesn't fit the A levels I did. You know, I can't. I don't want to do politics because you know. Mm-hmm. And have you enjoyed studying it so far? Is it what you expected? Definitely. Yeah, it's more. It, it has a good balance between technical, uh, theoretical, and practical. Yeah, that's very true, actually. It's just a really good mix, isn't it? Maths, IT, business, all together. It's very methodical. But uh, even even though there's loads of writings, yeah, it's great. And as you say, you can branch out. There's so many things you can do. Exactly, yeah, and it kind of opens up windows. Yeah, as it has for both of us. Were you in any clubs or societies at UWE? The first year I joined the tennis society. Oh, you did? (laughs) With a beard, and it was the the indoor one in Hawfield. Oh, okay. And... um, it was great to begin with, and then they started charging you. It was free to begin with, so that's why I went. <laughs> that's how they get you, Sam. Yeah, so like four weeks in, they're like, yeah, now you have to pay this like thirty pounds. Like, are you joking? I will say he's ridiculously good at tennis and badminton, but not table tennis. Yeah, table tennis is the, my weakest link. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, twenty pounds first, crazy. I mean, what was the uh, quality like at, at that society? It was good. I mean, everyone. My, I went because Julian went. It was, me, it was me and Julian's idea who did aerospace masters. Yeah, Julian's lovely. But yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, everyone was very kind of. Was it even? Could you play against them quite well? It was. Yeah, it was even. Yeah, I mean, there was some. We we had some new. We had some new people, but like kind of, we were split into groups. You had the first group was the new people, and you had the second group was kind of you know, didn't know how to play tennis. And you had the professionals group. They just kept smashing. It was ridiculous. Because I find the sport in Bristol very high level. In my first year, which was a year before you, I tried for the football team. It was a whole like day at this academy, yeah. annihilated. <laughs> I tried for the badminton team because I was like, oh, I beat Tony, who's an Olympian at badminton. 
tried for the team, annihilated. The quality is so high. Exactly, and it sucks because kind of new person trying to join a society, yeah. and it's get a new skills. They can't. The way they're lacking behind. I think there's some different types emerging where you can be like social sport or something. Yeah. But yeah, that was interesting. Now on to study abroad. Sam, so on to the meat and potatoes, if you will. Yeah. Why study abroad? Um, at first, I remember my first year, I think I told you this as well, at first, and like, uh, friendship group, I said like, um, I want to do, um, I want to do, um, PWC, was it? Yeah, well, yeah, I was in the big four placements, and, I, and then like, uh, when I got closer to the den, I was like, I can't be bothered, but like, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Say, oh, it presented different opportunities. <laughs> that too, that too, though. But no, that's very honest, that's good. But yeah, I mean, kind of, I think, because of you, you, you brought the idea. Yeah, like, I believe I took you to a meeting. And I enjoy it, from the stories, from the stories that people have told, it's amazing. Yeah, I was very inspired by them as well. But yeah, you kind of chose it. And then the second is because, um, I don't know, just branch out somewhere, you know. Yeah, it's just totally different. Whereas a placement, it's a year of work. It is obviously really good for employability, but you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life anyway. Why not study abroad, which is a very unique Exactly, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, and maybe kind of, and stands out as well. Maybe like, Definitely, it does. It's so much rarer. I think they said you're more likely to get a job with study abroad than a placement alone. Definitely, yeah, because you kind of, you study in a different education system, you've experienced a type of different cultures. Yeah, it definitely shows a lot of resilience and yeah. agility. And kind of, from, from what I've talked to, especially, um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna name drop anyone. Doing <laughs> the placement side, this it sounds so boring and kind of so. Definitely, because you're at quite a low level. Yeah. Even my well, I shouldn't say this really, but um, my internship, the the Domino's one was amazing, but the one before that was very much data entry. Exactly. Yeah, and I would say it was the best time of my life. The whole year was just obviously yes so you, <laughs> so you touched on this already you had a past in italy but why did you choose italy because by the way i should say i should say at ue you have so many options asia america south america pretty much anywhere in europe so out of all that why italy because the last time i went to italy was when i was a baby like a toddler so because like, I've, I've been to spain i've been to all these countries recently but italy was the country i've never been to since, you know, I was a toddler, so I, I chose it because, A, going back there, you know, Italy was unique, and, I, and the, the university, the University of Bologna was underrated, it was amazing. Do you remember your time in Italy before, obviously, this? Um, a little bit. I remember we lived in this town called Catania, and there was a, there was a volcano called Mount Etna that used to... Erupt. I think I've been there, actually. <laughs> and it, it does erupt, kind of. It does erupt sometimes. Actually, not sometimes. It erupts frequently, and I remember. But it's far, isn't it? Isn't it on a remote island? No, it's um. It's near. You can see it from the distance, mm-hmm. but it's not as it, it's not as far. I would say, it's quite close. I remember the one time, but the eruption are frequent. are quite very weak eruptions. It just mm-hmm. doesn't reach the town, but it does spew some ash every now and then, which is very good. I remember that they covered. On the on the other side, like snowing, it was snowing. Oh wow, that. that sounds amazing. I think I have a picture of that somewhere. I have to show it to you. It's, very, it's me and my mum and my dad, and my my brother as well, and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Having fun, you know. 
Yeah, I can definitely see why you went to Italy. I went there when I was about 10. I went all around Rome, Vatican City, Florence, Pompeii, Venice. It was amazing. But, but that's the thing, though. It's kind of... I experienced Southern Italy. Mm-hmm. But I never experienced Northern... I thought it's, the whole of Italy was like, you know... Some, yeah, I'm one of those places I said northern. I'm ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cobblestone, you know, streets and all that. I thought that was all, you know, the whole of Italy. Mm-hmm. It was just southern Italy, and you go to northern Italy, it was my god, it was, it was more modern as well. Oh wow! Not, you know, I mean, I'm not saying southern Italy is, you know, stuck in stone age. I would definitely say Italy's one of the most beautiful places in it's Europe. Beautiful. It's oh my god. It's it's a gem. It's a For me, gem. second only to Russia, Saint Petersburg. That's like height of Europe for me in terms of beauty anyway what was the application process like a lot easier than a placement I assume it was but so why so then like University of Berlin was very separate you had to apply to the courses as well when you got there mm-hmm. I remember you had to do all these entries you had to do these entrance tests but the, en- well, the entrance test it, it sounds scary when you actually do it it's so easy some courses don't have it some courses do that's surprising because Bologna is a top university. It's comparable to Cambridge. I would, I would, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, as it's kind of the oldest university, the age, yeah, the oldest, older than Cambridge and Oxford. Yeah, ten eighty eight. Uh, wow. <laughs> and the funny thing, Oxford and Cambridge, most of the university system we got now comes from Bologna. That's incredible. In the Western world, but kind of University of Bologna in admission is very easy, very easy. I mean, I went there. That was one of my Italian friends. Yeah, don't don't. Don't feel so proud to have everyone got in in this <laughs> No, that sounds amazing. I had no idea it was that old. I'll definitely have to visit in the future. Beautiful. Is it you've been to Cambridge to visit me? Is it similar? The architecture? No, I that's what I thought before I went. I thought, oh no, it's gonna be completely, you know, old. It wasn't. I mean, some buildings are not school of law, the first day of school, it's magnificent. My school of economics? I'm gonna show you a picture of that. It looks like a shopping centre. On it, it's like you know, the shopping centre. You the doors open up. You walk up some stairs. The lecture fit is so quite modern then. Yes, some were modern. Some were oh my god, my economics library. The uh, I forgot the name. The built in the sixties. It was architecture suicide. It was just <laughs> the most disgusting building I've ever seen. And I only used it for the toilet. I went to my main university library, which is. I thought that the town as a whole looked juxtaposed, very old, then some modern elements to it. Yeah, so the, um, if you saw, uh, most buildings, the apartments, were all very old. But like, if you saw some modern buildings, that was from our university. I mean, our uni- some, univers- uh, some of our universities were new. Mm-hmm. The oldest university li- uh, thing we had was our library. Uh, Palazzo Poggi, which was our... Main university life, uh, main university um, building. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. You know, all the statues and all that is beautiful. Other than that, that's it. Everything else was kind of like <laughs> attached housing. <laughs> so to apply for study abroad, do I have to have top grades? Because um, I know you're quite a high caliber student. First year, I remember. Yeah, I. Oh, it's based on first year grades, is it? Yeah, so any grades up to date. So. Oh, okay. Second year when you apply, you have to send it for first year transcript. It depends. U- University of Bologna, I, it's not. You can get at least a two two in first year, and still get into that university. University of Bologna is quite lenient with that, and they, some don't even have entry requirements, and they just tell you, oh, the course you want to do, 
do an entrance test. If you fail the entrance test, don't worry, you do another course alongside that while you're doing this. So you, you pretty much do the test. Was pretty much, I, I got the high maths. It was very easy. Elementary level. Sounds like they're quite flexible, though. Very flexible. I mean, they um, and the biggest controversy is that they're so lenient towards um, towards international students. I remember some courses. One of my friends did a um, statistics. I had to do a test. Some other courses, it's be quite a test. I was exempt from. So you'd have to do a test just show up. Okay, and why are you exempt? Because of what you've done at UWE. Yeah, so the course that I did, I, I acquired knowledge of it, but also at the same time, they just said, you're international. That was my friends, yeah, don't worry, they, the international students, they treat you with such, they spoon feed you everything, it's crazy. Okay, so apparently if you're international, go to Bologna. If you're Italy, same, if you're Italian. But at the same time, the, the average, um, it's very, the people who go there, though, I thought it would be some high, you know, I thought it some high level people. No. They are, the people are high, just, they're just, you know, just high in their mind. <laughs> everyone was full of, like, it's like Bristol, everyone's just, they don't even care, they just show up. And so in terms of the actual material, was it easier than England or harder? Oh my god, some of my courses were ten times easier than England. Really? Some econo- That's how you think. Econometrics was hard, because i never done econometrics. Oh, econometrics is going to be hard yeah. anywhere. So we had to use our software, which I used. <laughs> During lockdown, that was terrible. I tried to learn R software. It's terrible. Oh, okay. Wow. I was looking at a study today that actually used R. I used some, but not a lot. Cause, um, yeah. It's good though in study abroad that you get to branch out and do things like that. Like in uh, Ohio, I did some programming in German that I'd never get to do here. Yeah. So that's one of the great opportunities. It definitely, yeah, and kind of it opens up, and you come back, and you pick. I, mean, I remember I had to do such. I was I counted as a first year University of Bologna student, so I was classified as that. I was classed as that. So you, we had to do like four thousand word reports, all these reports for second semester. My God, when I came back, one thousand five hundred report seems to be like two hundred word essay. <laughs> yeah, prepared you for it. So what was that first week like? Was it intimidating? Because obviously in Bristol you primarily lived at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must be quite a culture shock. On the trip there, I was scared. Was you studying the new so, so emotional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. On, I, I mean, I wasn't. My mum was crying. But I, I was, I, I was kind of like you know, you know, like I'm. Tw- I, I was just thinking. I'm, I'm twenty one. I was twenty one there. So I'm. No, I was tw- twenty. Jen, yeah. Yeah, like, you must have been twenty. I'm twenty. Right. I was meant to live by myself. <laughs> you know. Good but attitude. Like, I like that. But like, on the plane there, though, you're studying in a new institution. Mm-hmm. You have to meet, you have to start meeting you know you have to start you know meeting new people and you have to start, start from scratch. I was scared. I remember the first night at like you know the first night in my um the cafeteria in my accommodation in Menzo before the mm-hmm. one of my friends Elijah now is a great friend of mine. He's, he, I was there was no everyone was empty. Elijah came in, sat in front of me, all right, mate, and that's and then kind of all my worries went away after we kind of swapped contacts, became friends. Then we started meeting more people during dinner time. We came up, we planned to go out the next night. And oh my god, oh my... And this was all the first week? The first day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, and also the, the kind of feeling of dread and all that just went away because you realised, well, what am I worried about now? I got fr- I, I made some new friends. I do so much now. I haven't worried about anything. And oh my god, I remember homesickness went away. My dad came with me um, the first week. I remember the first two days, like, you know, I want to spend time with my dad. After that, when I, made, when I made new friends, like, yo, I'm going to go out with my friends, you know, have fun, experience the 
go to my university. I, I didn't know what my university looked like. There was no image of it. Now, I have met Elijah. I can confirm, great lad. Now, my experience to that was totally different because I'd already moved to Bristol on my own, rebuilt a life here, and then on that, like, eight-hour flight to Detroit, it was so emotional. Then, luckily, I met my housemate, Rebecca. She was absolutely lovely and was throughout the whole year. So it's similar, then just your hope, your fears sort of just go. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. And kind of, I remember, even when I met them, I had a bit of, you know, worry in me. I was still scared. And I started thinking, what am I worried about now? Like, there's nothing to be worried about. I owe everything. And now you've got an international network of friends. How amazing is that? I'm still in contact with one of my professors from Univoke. So (laughs) it's funny. Yeah, and what a benefit that is. So what sort of modules did you study there? First semester, I studied corporate finance. Okay. Corporate finance, statistics, accounting, financial statements. Which is funny, that's the whole course. <laughs> and um, I did market research analysis for the first semester, mm-hmm. but I only showed to one lecture because it was all programming. And I didn't, <laughs> and it was most of my lectures for that. Um, most of my lecture, yeah, that lecture, market research analysis. Uh, pretty much was in the same time slot as my other lectures, which I couldn't do. Oh yeah, you told me about that. You can literally just choose your own schedule and just go to whatever you want. That's yeah, very yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, on the Italian law, the lectures are public. All public, so even a homeless man just walk in and get an education. But to now that's the, amazing. That's to the exam, be. you have to obviously compared to America, where it's what like a hundred grand for you. It was. It was. Oh my god, it was socialist on the graffiti on our university building. Just says you know, socialist propaganda. So corporate finance, that's an interesting one. Was that all about finding discount rates and appraising projects? The first, that was, I was surprised, that was later on in the course. The first part was just kind of looking at, you know, case studies of companies failing or being successful. My lecturer, Emmanuel Badger, he was such a good guy. I mean, he went into such full detail on the kind of, studies and kind of hit and we hit we some we use some of his um research background his kind of his theoretics and all that is he the one that has that book out oh that's the, that's the other one that's book with Teres Scuzzesi that's the one that was my economic analysis lecture he, again nice guy and he saw you on a night out <laughs> yeah he saw me yeah he saw me on a night Hi, out Sam, how are you <laughs> like, that, that on that same day I had a lecture with him <laughs> and that was like what two hours after a lecture <laughs> Wearing the same clothes after the lecture. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> oh wow, you made me want to go to Italy. That sounds hilarious. So, what were your favourite things about Italy? Just I know it's a general question. But what did you love about Italy? The people were amazing. But like, the people were amazing. Again, there were some instances where when you, when you spoke too much English, they'd look at you and say, "No, who's this guy? You know, acting all arrogant." You know. And, and <laughs> did most people love it though? The English accent. Oh, Ita- yeah, Italians do have a thing. My experience, they love the English accent. They, they, they told me to say, you know, oh, you know, give me a nice cup of tea. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah, that's the same in America. They'll be like, oh my God, are you from England? Yeah, my American friends, well, they, they, they pushed it too far. They kept, they kept, you know, I know I made a joke to my friend, that was my friend Peter in the English accent. Oh, come off it, mate. <laughs> I remember someone... Uh, was like like joking but like roasting me about the accent in America and I was like reflect for one second the name of the language of which you speak and you'll see who has an accent <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what was the food like there? amazing um, 
Is their bolognese as good as mine? Um, I mean, you make, to be honest, you do make good bolognese. Thank you, that's but, what I wanted to hear. <laughs> but your bolognese is in good tier. Italian <laughs> bolognese is in god tier. It just, it melts okay. in your mouth, it's so nice. What a nice way of putting it. You do make good bolognese, but the Italian ones, my god, they eat it. And they make it in front of you. Well, not, Did they teach you how to cook? Yeah, like I say. Um, you know, the, you know, you've seen me cook now. I cook now. It is very good, not grand. The first time I cooked, I was I couldn't cook pasta on my god, and then my Italian friends started helping me cook meat and all that fish, and you know, it, it became I can't I I can't, I can't cook tomato sauce, and I failed doing that. It just became paste. <laughs> oh, it's easy. Just chop tomatoes <laughs> in, let it reduce loads of herbs. <laughs> I tried doing that. <laughs> this became pace. <laughs> Just practice some. Italian cooking, though, is my favourite by far. Oh my god, it's so healthy as well. I mean, what, even like pizzas and stuff? Pizzas, they, they, they use a lot of whole grain yeah. rather than kind of the. It's totally different, isn't it? So the, even the pizzas were really healthy. I mean. Yeah, good to hear. So, um, what places did you visit in Italy overall? I visited. Um, the most spectacular one I visited, I have to say, was Naples and Pompeii. Okay. Not I, I say Naples because the catacombs was the only good part of Naples. The rest, mm-hmm. horrible. Just yeah, similar to Pisa, the surrounding areas lose some to be desired, but then the actual tower is lovely. Yeah, yeah exactly. And kind of, I, 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 I want to go to Pisa, but I was told not to. They said, yeah, you only go into the tower, but anything else. <laughs> yeah, and it's so out the way. But Pompeii was amazing. I mean, everything was frozen in history. And I remember... Yeah, quite harrowing, that is. To, yeah, to the most minute details as well. I mean, there was graffiti of, you know, a mayors, a propaganda saying, vote for me and all that in Latin. A lot of, you know, vulgar Latin as well. That was funny. Now, for those that don't know, share the story of Pompeii, because it's fascinating. Please. So, I, I, forgot, I can't pronounce the name of the mountain, but... Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. So in the first century AD, in the first century AD, seventy nine AD, the volcano erupted, mm-hmm. and the whole town, the whole city was covered in ash, and the to be, and the neighboring town Herculaneum, which was on the foot of the mountain, was completely destroyed because it was on the on the volcano. It was covered in ash, and uh, even the the Roman Empire was so big that some of the cities, even Rome, didn't know that Pompeii was gone. It was it was completely hidden. For thousands of years until I think it was in the eighteen hundreds or something. So the heat from the explosion literally just froze all these bodies in time. Well, so what happened? That the layer of ash was that when it created ash, when the body decayed by it, mm-hmm. it left this void of where the body was, like the outline of it. Yeah, and okay. even the detail, the nose and mouth and all that. So when the excavators came along, they found they they did them and they found a void of a human body. So okay, this is crazy. So they, st- they started putting a, a, a plaster into the void and they shaped as a, and then they started shaping a human body of the mouth and all that. That is very interesting. That's yeah. A, but that's the thing, no one knew about how Pompeii fell. The only one, I, I mean, I read this, I read this little, this article, there's one book called, um, by, I think I forgot the name, by Pliny the Younger, mm-hmm. where he described, he was the only eyewitness of it, surviving eyewitness he described he described how Pompeii fell so that's how we know it was from a volcano and the and the kind of many um scientists thought you know maybe it could be you know exaggerating 
the stages of the that, that he described the layer of the town in such good detail, and in the stages of the eruption, he also described it in such good detail that it actually matched. Crazy. I've just seen the Doctor Who episode of it. <laughs> but it's just crazy that you can go there in modern day and see these people, how they lived thousands of years ago. Because the whole town is there as yeah. well, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's hard to believe. It's and it's not like there's one or two. There's literally thousands of these outlines. Exactly, and it's very hard to believe it's been 2,000 years. Because you go there, you... St- and that's what I like about Pompeii, is that it's so... It ruined everything for me afterwards. Because Pompeii, you walk in there, you feel like you're in the city... Feel like you've been transported back into time, back in time, and their humor is somewhat similar to ours, you said. Yeah, very vulgar. I mean, <laughs> very vulgar. Yeah. There was there's a lot of um, obviously I'm not gonna say it's too it's too too sensitive, too vulgar. Yeah, I think they can imagine. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of kind of you know, prostitution jokes, fallacy jokes, homosexual jokes, a lot of that on the graffiti. Interesting. And where else did you go? I went to Milan. Uh, Milan was, I remember, after the uh, Freshers' party. Mm. Yeah, that was my world. Stepping on the train in Milan at like 9 o'clock in the morning. So you went to a party in Milan? We went to a party in my accommodation. Oh, and then? In Bologna. And then all of a sudden, we took a train the next morning to Milan. It was the worst. But Milan was very beautiful. Though. But it was very modern. It was like London. Which was very crazy. I wasn't really used to that. Cathedral was amazing so obviously it was a crazy year to study abroad northern Italy was the epicenter really of Europe for the coronavirus what was it like when that happened how did you overcome it so in all fairness I thought Lombardy was in the south I thought, I thought Bologna was in the middle of you know so I was going in the north yes, we were fine until my friend told me yeah, it was Sam Lombardy's like two hours away from Bologna. I was like, what? No, I remember the second it started getting bad in Europe, it's like northern Italy. I looked it up and I was like, that's exactly where Sam is. I was worried. <laughs> but I mean, Lombardy was in lockdown way sooner. I mean, we were going to nightclubs during that time where Lombardy was being locked down. And then I remember where it got worse and worse and worse. I mean, everyone was, the Americans had to leave. But we were saying it's going to get better, right? It's going to take a week or so to get better. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. And then uh, people, st- I, I left my lecture, um, that was before we went live, we online. I left my lecture, my lecture theatre, we're getting through for my next lecture. Some people wearing masks. Yeah, I sneezed, God forbid, I sneezed once. And everyone just looks at me like, come on. Suspicious. Like, yeah, like, I've been here the whole time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so it all moved online quite quickly then? It moved online, so after three, four weeks in, second semester, the final week of February, the final week of February or the first week of March, university was closed, so no lectures then. And then it just turned, became, and slowly became online, and people said, oh, if, and at the end of this month, you can go back to life. It never happened. I mean, it, it became, my university library was closed, which sucked, because I had exams coming up. And did you get told to go home? Yeah, I was told to come home by Yuri, actually, and, um, but, um, when I, I was, oh, I, don't, I didn't know what to do. Because I, I didn't know you could say, I want to I stay. So I, mm-hmm. I want to stay. But if from the message, there were... It's just so flustering. No one knew what was going to happen. They just wanted what's best, I suppose. Exactly, but like, I've got, I got so many calls from my insurance companies. I'm staying. I have like, till July, end of July. Yeah, and you did stay, to be fair. Yeah, I stayed because I realised it gets better. And it did get better. I mean, mm-hmm. June, my God, when May happened, 
it start things started open up, and then I remember in June it kept going down so fast. The government started opening up things up early, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Were you one of the only internationals at that point to stay? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, some two of them stayed. They left later on, like uh, Sam and Adrian, the two Americans. They left about May time, April mm-hmm. time. Then after that, yeah, I was the only one left towards the end. And it was crazy because um, you get kind of... Then I, I started getting the true Italian experience, you know, everyone treats you. Mm-hmm. I remember I got the same phone call. They were like, "If Ryan, if you don't come home from the States now, you probably won't be able to get home. And I was just like, I have to do this internship with Domino's. It's going to make the whole year worth it. And they were just like, yeah, that's fine. And then flights opened up literally weeks after my internship ends. So I was very lucky it worked out perfectly. But yeah. I literally could have been stuck. The there. thing that angered me is that they, 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 they jumped to the conclusion so fast. I said, yeah, there's lockdown now. I'm thinking, you know, in the future, in a couple of months' time, if I leave now, in a couple of months' time, and things do open up, I'm going to miss out. And luckily, if I did leave, I would have missed out so much. I remember meeting new people and, you know, Going out to go, uh, going out. Uh, I mean, uh, one of our professors said, you know, if, if not in Latin, you know, as you guys, you know, been in lockdown for three months, come out with us, have a dinner with us, and all of us just went out with dinner with our professor. Yeah, that. I mean, you told me about that. That's just incredible, isn't it? Just going out for a nice meal, professor, other students, take some wine. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> Italians are very personal. They're very friendly when it comes to this. They're very family. Um, they're very kind of you know, mm-hmm. they care about family lots. It kind of you know, it was so. I saw it was side my professor. I've never seen one like. Oh, that sounds amazing! It sounds like it's really good that you stayed then. So, what were some other big challenges that you faced just at any point in the year? Um, oh my god, first time trying. To, I thought we'd get a timetable for our courses, mm-hmm. but no, yet I wasn't given a timetable on my. Uh, I remember I <laughs> spoke to my director. I was like, for my uh, accommodation director, he studied like a year ago before. I was saying, do you know how to find our courses? Said, yeah, you just look at your university website. I have, there's nothing. And then I mean, and it was all in Italian, presumably. Yeah, it was all. Well, yeah, you can translate it. You can press the translation button and translate. Oh, okay. But oh my god, it was so stressful trying to find pick a course and kind of it was so old fashioned when it came to mm-hmm. timetables. You had to go email the professor. What's the timetable? The email you bag. This is the timetable. Oh no. I had to do it so many times. But the email would be quite far the next day. The worst part was getting my student card. <laughs> I, they're trying to register. So the international office remained open for two hours a day. Oh, wow. From 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, they closed. And I, oh, my God. I got, like, um, so you go, you sign up, you sign up, you get a digital kind of, you get a receipt that says what number you are. I was A2, I think I was A160. So I waited wow. for the whole day. From morning <laughs> to night, I finally got my student card. Worth it though. It was worth it. It looks good. Can confirm it looks good. Yeah, I had a timetabling issue as well. I was looking at the modules. I really didn't understand the American system. So I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Um, Investment analysis, Excel for finance, all these ones basically, which said five. I get in there, everyone's way older than me, and they're doing masters. And then the guy next to me was like, yeah, five means masters level. (laughs) And there was no way to change anything. So I just persevered. Luckily got through it. But yeah, if you go to the States, pick. Two or three, not five. But no, it sounds like you had an amazing time in Italy. Really positive. Is it one of the best things you've ever done? Well, yeah, I mean, 
so I've done so many good things before that, but after now, yeah, you kind of have to deep now, isn't it? I mean, definitely. And then I was wondering, when you think about business in Europe, I think London, Frankfurt, Berlin, are there big businesses in Italy? Yeah, Milan, Milan, yeah. Milan, Milan is the financial capital of Italy. All the, it's, it's famous. I did a um, report for that for my economic analysis at Unibank. It is so, all the financial companies, professional services are all there located there. Well, that's the fashion capital as well. Yeah, yeah, I went to the famous mall. The, 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 oh, really? Yeah, my, God, Eli, my friend Elijah was trying to buy, like, he bought, he asked, he asked an Italian dude, he's like, excuse me, do you know where to buy a watch of 100 euros? And he just chuckled and said, <laughs> what, what are you drinking, you know? More like a thousand, yeah. Yeah, it would cost so much. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, my region, in uh, Bologna, my region is Emilia um, Bermagiana, I think I pronounced butcher the name. We have we have um, Ferrari and Lamborghini come from. Oh, Lamborghini. of course! I didn't think of that. Wow, wouldn't that be amazing to work for them? Yeah, and our university, uh, uh, and we had some guy from Lamborghini, one of our online lecturers, to come and speak to us. Wow, it was great. That really is incredible. Sam, that was wonderful to hear about Italy. So, what's next for you? What's your future plans? So, before I left to the University of Bologna, I looked at some master programs. Sorry, I don't know that. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> but um, I looked. So, before I left, my professor told me, you know, I've just studied university before. Come back to study with us for masters. I think it's like just for money, you know. But like, yeah, next year I am. I want to go back to do masters at Unibet. It was a great experience. I want to go back. And, and where are you in the process of that? Have you applied? Uh, so applications haven't opened. They haven't opened at all. They open up next year around January, February time. Okay. Some courses have opened. Some like um, medicine and law have opened up very early, like two months ago. But yeah, I've done. I've done my CV. I've finished my personal statement. I've done. You know all the um, things I have to do on my behalf. Now I'm trying to, f I'm currently finding a uh, solicitor to certify my uh, degree supplement. You know the transcript. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I have to get it. Then I then I have to get it legalized by the UK government, and then and then I have to sign a declaration of value from the Italian embassy, because they do that every now and then. Well, quite involved then. Yeah, but I my was when I did for that when I sent off my transcript, my university knew it on my behalf. Now I have to do it myself because you know it's coming back. So does it affect anything now that we're not in the EU? Uh, no, um, this year they um, from what I read on the thing it says to all EU EU students and it says all the list of countries and United Kingdom is still in. You know, in That's the list. wonderful. That's going to make it way cheaper and easier, probably. I mean, because if you're a full international, because EU is classed as home, isn't it? But if it's full international, I'm sure it'd be quite expensive. But like even, it was I had like I've seen a lot of things. I mean, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of things. But kind of like even if you know, the UK left the EU, in terms of education wise, it's it's one of those countries where it's close to home. Mm -hmm. I mean, some Europe, most European countries like yeah, you can still apply through this method rather than you know apply get a, apply through this other method that you know okay. normally other international students outside the EU do. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, what course are you looking to do? 
Um, so I've looked at a lot of courses. Business administration is one of them. So that's an MBA? Or no? It's not. It's a non-MBA one. MBA oh. one is like in the Bologna Business School, which is like, oh my God, it's on the outskirts of Bologna. I'm going to be oh. so scared. Oh no, if I'm ending up there. A bit sketchy, is it? Yeah, I have to get a bus. <laughs> I have to get two buses to get there. I would love to do an MBA in Europe. That would literally be the dream. But I've looked into it and it's like 100 grand. But like, if, if anyone wants to do postgraduate in a European country, I would say Bologna is a good university in my experience. I'm choosing Bologna because I've been there before. Yeah, of course. So it's logical to, connections. Yeah, so it's logical to come back there because I've been there before. But like, if you're a new student, I'm not saying Bologna is bad. But you can do better. Yeah, you can go to, uh, you can go to um, if you want to do economics, go to Bocconi University in Milan, which is, mm-hmm. which is like best, I remember it's like the top for MBA and top for like masters in economics and all that. Well, personally, if I were to do it, I'd probably go to the Berlin School of Economics. Yeah, I heard of that, that's good as well, yeah. Because it's not even expensive either in Germany. And it, it, traditionally it's free, but I think now we've left the EU, it's cost a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the, Living here doesn't really change much in terms of kind of applying to universities in Europe. Mm-hmm. I probably probably have to pay a little bit extra. And then for me, after it was like four thousand euros for uh, Italian students and people who are you know in the EU definitely for people who just left the EU. International students have to pay like six thousand. Okay, not awful then. Not too much for everything. But for English people, they're in between, so they have to pay five thousand. Okay, that's fair. For two years, which is 10,000. Yeah. And the master's is how long? Two years? Two years, yeah. And um, Italian degrees are way too long for some reason. It's crazy. One of my friends, um, uh, Sophia, she, she studies law. And her degree was five years long. Oh, yeah. Law's crazy anywhere, though. Because you've got to get lots of experience and things, I guess. But if you want to apply to... Reason. Yeah, so anyone wants to apply to Univote, don't be scared. It, I was scared when I first. I thought I might get rejected last year. I was like, oh, I'm not going. You know, it's top universities. They're very lenient, especially when it comes to international, especially when it comes to English speaking students. <laughs> They're so lenient. They love you. They love you. If anyone has any Bologna related questions, can they reach out to you? Yeah. Um, I have. Um, I know what email to use. I probably use my normal email. It's Gmail. Yeah. Use the Gmail. Samster two one eight at gmail dot com. Okay, I'll put that in the description as well. And your Instagram? Should I put that in there? Asmude Saman, A Z M O D H S A M A N. Give me a nice follow and I follow you back. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in the description. And he's got so many pictures and videos of Bologna as well, so it'd be nice. But no, I think it's great that you're doing that because two years, really, in the grand scheme of things, is nothing. In 10 years, you'll have at least a master's. And you'll be like, two years, what's that? Like, you've got the rest of your life to work. Might as well put exactly, it in there. Yeah, kind of. I'm not you guys. I am a lazy man. Sure. <laughs> am I doing this to spend my time in education as long as I can without working? Maybe. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that the more, you, especially in this time, the more you qualify, the more you have a chance of getting a job. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what about after the master's, PhD, or will you finally get a job? Hopefully, as I after two years, I'm matured enough to get a job. <laughs> Would you, uh, are you looking to work out there or come back to the UK or you just have no idea yet? I really want to work in Milan. Milan is very nice. The Milan Stock Exchange is amazing. I can imagine, yeah. Sam, 
before I let you go, one last question, a fun question. All of them are fun, but this one's especially fun. What's your favourite Christmas song and why? My favourite Christmas song? Oh! No, that's a good one, that's a good one. Naughty my brain here, boy. Um, I don't know! My favourite is uh, Let It Snow by Frank Sinatra, because I'm an old man at heart. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite um, song, Christmas, I've really put you on the spot here, haven't I? <laughs> Must be. No hate, please, guys. Uh, Maria Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, it's classic. Why not? Alex, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks, Sam. It's been a pleasure. We've all learned a lot. Great to hear about your insights in Italy. Thank you. And best of luck to you in the future. Hopefully, we'll have you back as a co-host or another episode. I'm down with that. All right, well, take it easy. Thanks again. Bless. Thank you. Alright, thanks so much for listening everyone. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I found it really fascinating hearing about Sam's experiences in Italy, and it really is such a beautiful place. If you have any questions, Sam said feel free to reach out to him on email or Instagram or whatever, and I'll be happy to help. Alright, uh, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of your day. Mm-hmm.